In a moment, we'll turn to our scripture reading from Luke 19, but I want to tell a little story before we begin that. Last week, our older son, Cam, came into the kitchen. He had put on some clothes after his soccer game, and he was wearing last year's Halloween shirt and last year's jeans. And as you can imagine, for a growing boy, they were a little bit too small, weren't they, Cam? He would have fit right in in certain parts of Brooklyn where wearing a shirt that's two sizes too small and pants that show off your cool socks is the in-style way to live. But in Oxford, he was uh, not quite right. And so we had him change his clothes uh, into something that fit. Kids grow out of clothes all the time. It's part of life. Speaking of the boys, Finn just turned one a couple weeks ago. And he is growing into something. He's growing into a love for Sesame Street and Elmo. Finn loves to watch Elmo and clap when the number of the day comes on. And he was immediately drawn to Elmo the same way a lot of children are. It probably helps that Cam passed along his Elmo uh, stuffed toy because Cam had grown out of Elmo for the most part as well. But we all could tell stories about our children growing out of things. We could tell stories about kids growing out of things because they grow and they change and their interests change. And we could probably tell stories of ourselves, of of each of us growing out of things as well. Uh, Maybe even growing out of things that uh, we didn't physically grow out of, but we just moved on from. This morning, the Gospel reading is about Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus is a story that we tell to children. We tell it a lot. The kids knew right away that he collected money and that he stole money and that he climbed up in a tree. But this story this morning is not just for children. The story is for us as well. And it's one that I wonder if we're tempted to think that we have grown out of when we in fact have not. The story of Zacchaeus is not a story that we have grown out of. Rather, it is a story that is very much for you and for me today. And so we consider that as we turn to the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 19, verses 1 through 10. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through it. A man there, a man was there named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. He was trying to see Jesus, who was uh, trying to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not because he was short in stature. So he ran ahead and he climbed a tree, a sycamore tree, to see him because he was going to pass that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried down and was happy to welcome him. And all who saw it began to grumble and said, He is gone to be the guest of one who is a sinner? Zacchaeus stood there and said to the Lord, Look, half of my possessions, Lord, I will give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will pay back four times as much. Then Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek out 
and to save the lost. This is the gospel of our Lord, for which we say, thanks be to God. This really is a great story, which is why we tell it to our children. And there's so many things about this story that our children do love. Our our children love Jesus, and we tell them Jesus loves them, and that is a good thing. Zacchaeus was a short man, and since our children are short, there's an identification there that they can't see over the crowds either. Zacchaeus climbs a tree, and most children love climbing trees, don't they? So much so that they love to have a tree house. And then Zacchaeus is coming over to Jesus's, or Jesus is going over to Zacchaeus's house. And kids love to play at each other's houses. And Zacchaeus decides to share. And if there's one thing our children hear repeatedly, over and over and over again, it's that they need to share. We teach them this story because it, it's a way to tell them that Jesus loves everyone. Not just the special people, not just the adult, not just the overly religious. We teach them that when Jesus comes into your life, into your home, it's a good thing. And we see that when Jesus comes in, things change. We're more open with what we have with what we do, with what we want. We share and forgive and we seek forgiveness when Jesus comes in. And all these things are wonderful morality lessons for our children, but the power of this story is not in its morality lesson. The true power of this passage is in the realization that that when the power and the presence of God come into our lives, it significantly changes us. Now, we're introduced to Zacchaeus by just a couple of things that are definitely code words, but they're not, they're not really subtle. Like Everybody understands what it is these things mean when they're reading the story. All three of these attributes, his, his, his height, his work, and his wealth, are not subtle at all to the the reader, at least in Jesus' time. Zacchaeus was short, which means he wasn't tall, but it also means, as a storytelling device, that he was looked down upon by a lot of people. His whole community looked down upon the, the tax collectors, and the impression that I get when I think about these tax collectors is that they might have been a whole lot more like mobsters than accountants. Consider that for a minute. If you picture a tax collector in a dark suit with a tie and maybe a badge, you can think, I'm not really sure I like that person. But I don't think that's what the tax collectors were quite like in Jesus' day in order to get the reputation that they had. They were probably a lot more ruthless, probably a lot more cunning, and probably a whole lot more interested in getting theirs as well as getting what Caesar wanted. And so Jesus, who's already hanging out with these disciples who are outsiders and are kind of considered riffraff by the powers that be, 
decides to hang out with this tax collector. This mobster-style tax collector who became wealthy, not just from collecting taxes the way he wanted to, but by taking what he wanted to from people. Zacchaeus took advantage of other people. And yet Jesus still decides to go to his house. Now, Zacchaeus, we think, probably just wanted to see Jesus because he was passing by. He wanted to see who he was. He wanted to witness the spectacle of all of this. But Zacchaeus got a whole lot more than he bargained for in this story, didn't he? Because he doesn't just get to see Jesus from that sycamore tree, but Jesus looks up, speaks to him and says, I'm going to your house today. Jesus decides to do more than simply let himself be seen. He looks at Zacchaeus. And the crowd then is shocked. He's going to go to Zacchaeus' house? He's going to that guy's house? Now, this crowd that had gathered to see Jesus was likely full of his regular onlookers and disciples. The crowd was probably composed mostly of outcasts, leftovers, set-aside, marginalized people. And those are the ones who are surprised that Jesus is going to Zacchaeus' house. The people who think that they're the ones that Jesus is supposed to be coming to see, they're the ones who Jesus is coming to spend time with. They're the ones who Jesus is coming to save the world through. They are surprised at who Jesus decides to go see as well. And I think what we see is really important, that any time we want to pigeonhole Jesus into thinking, this is who he's going to go see, this is who he's going to be with, Jesus defies that expectation too because Zacchaeus, or Jesus came for everybody. Everybody. Jesus isn't going to be controlled or manipulated or sectioned off into just one group of people. In the presence of the Pharisees, Jesus came for the outsiders, the marginalized. And in the presence of the outsiders or the marginalized, Jesus shows up to see the tax collector. And then, even in secret, if you remember who Jesus talks to in John chapter 3, Jesus talks to Nicodemus, a Pharisee, in secret at night. Anybody who wants to come hear a word from Jesus, he's willing to reach into. And in this passage, through Zacchaeus, we see again that even a mobster-style swindler that everybody looks down upon is someone that Jesus came for which is really, it's important. It's really important for us to remember and, and, and to embrace that even the tax collector can be saved by Jesus. But at the heart of this message, even beyond that simple acknowledgement, that simple reminder, there's something else. It's that when Jesus encounters somebody, when Jesus comes in, things really, truly change. When Jesus spoke to Zacchaeus about coming to his house, how things immediately changed for Zacchaeus. He, 
You notice in the passage, it wasn't after they had had dinner together that Zacchaeus made the pronouncement that he was going to pay everybody back and give those back four times, give back four times those to those he had cheated. The people are upset and are grumbling about this, but before anything even really happens, Jesus said, I'm going to come in to your house, and Zacchaeus is transformed. He promises to pay everybody back. He promises to give back four times those to those he defrauded. Zacchaeus is spoken to by Jesus, and the power of God is directed at him for just a moment. But immediately, he responds with grace and with goodness and with forgiveness for for everybody. In the midst of this interesting story where even the typical outsiders are grumbling, the short man who's looked down upon is unexpectedly lifted up by the power of God, and there's a response. Because when God speaks, there's a response. When there's a voice, when, when the call of God comes, when the good news breaks in for any of us, for all of us, there's a response. And that's good news for everybody. This story is not a new story. The theme of God's power sneaking into the world and evoking a response is as old as the story of God's people is old. It's pretty much the history of of, of creation and of, of the church and of God's people. God breaks in, God sneaks in, God finds a way in, and there's a dramatic, powerful, significant response. Throughout all of time, this is what God has done But sometimes I suppose we look around and we wonder, is is God speaking less? Are the people responding less? These days around you and around me, I think we've come to wonder, are we missing the voice of God in some way? Is anyone hearing the voice of God? Is anyone experiencing the power of God? And are they avoiding responding? Or have we grown out of listening for the voice of God and responding in a meaningful way? Have we, like Cam in an old Halloween t-shirt, or a child with an Elmo toy, have we moved on from the simple, powerful, profound reality from Scripture That when God reaches in, there is a response to be made. God reaches in and things change. God reaches in, God's power comes and we respond and it is good. And I wonder if maybe sometimes we have. I wonder if sometimes we're indifferent to the power or unhurried about a response because we think, well, that's the Zacchaeus story and that's a story for children. That's a story for someone else. And I think sometimes we have. But it's not. It's a story for us. 
We taught our children the song about Zacchaeus. I, I don't know if I should make you sing it with me now or not, but, but the words go like this. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and a wee little man was he. He climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. And as the Savior came that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus, you come down for I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. This song, is, it's in our lives because we taught it to our children. It's the story about Zacchaeus, but if we believe truly and fully in the power of God's Holy Spirit being with us and being among us, then really, this song could be for any of us today. We could insert our name into a song that maybe went like this. Good Jane Smith was an ordinary gal. Yes, an ordinary gal was she. She climbed up the stairs to come to church for the Lord she wanted to meet. And it turned out that the Savior came and reached right in her heart. And God said, I'm glad you're here because I'm coming into your life today. I want to be in your life today. I want to be in your life today. This morning, it's a passage about Zacchaeus. It's a passage that makes for a really good children's sermon, a wonderful morality lesson that we can teach our children about how to live and live well with one another and with God. But this story, that's only where it starts. It ends with you and, and, and with me confronting the same thing. God wants to come into our houses today as well. The story is for us. Jesus has come to meet us. And in this story, we are Zacchaeus. We, like him, might not feel worthy or right to be spoken to by God, so we'll just climb a tree and stay at a distance. We might not feel like God speaking to us is something that can happen to us anymore, so we lower our expectations. We might have thought, you know, we did that baptism thing a long time ago, and we've grown out of the power of God. But we need to change our posture. Because today God is looking for you and for me, looking at you and at me, and calling to us and saying, the power of my spirit is here with you. Change will come when my power shows up. And it will be okay. It, it actually might be good. Because when my power comes, I'll be with you today. The power of God today is, is ready and it's with us. And it's here for all of us. And when God's power shows up, the real question that we face is how will we respond? I hope we respond in the very least, at least we respond like Zacchaeus, who let Jesus come in. Shall we pray together? Gracious and loving God, we come to you today to meet you. We come to see you. Maybe we come as a part of the gathered crowd, or maybe we come climbing stairs and hiding in a corner, hoping not to be seen. But today what we see is that you see us. Your power can reach us. And when your power reaches in, 
There's a way for us to respond. And so this morning, Lord, we hope that you will help us to embrace your power, embrace your presence with us, just as Zacchaeus did. And Lord, help us to respond to your presence being with us. Lord, help us to take the good morality lessons of of, of, of forgiveness and of giving back to what is for, for, for what is good. Help us respond to them, but more so than that, Lord, help us to respond to the way that you're seeking to lead each of us uniquely, as you led Zacchaeus uniquely in this story for us today. Lord, help us today to sense your power and to respond as you lead us to. It is in your name that we ask this in all of our prayers. Amen.